Well, it's Alan Kohler here, and I'm speaking to Alan Kohler, a recent subscriber to The Constant Investor. G'day, Alan. Hello, Alan. Nice to uh, talk to you at last. Indeed. And um, tell us how you got the name Kohler. <laughs> that was my father's name. It's a no, but of German course, but did he come from? Did he come from Germany? Uh, his his father, my father's father, uh, came from Germany. I think he jumped ship, from what I understand. Um, his name was Adam Ludwig, and uh, um, he, my my father was the youngest of uh, eleven children, uh, as was often the case back in those days, and uh, grew up in very uh, modest circumstances in Sydney. And uh, he's now passed away. Uh, some years ago, and uh, actually, my, my my mother and father were separated when I was quite young. I was uh, I was only six years old when, or turning seven, I think, when uh, he, uh, he he shot through with a, another lady, and unfortunately left my well, that's pretty, my mother in a great deal of debt. That, well, mm. we'll get onto that in a minute. But, but this is pretty remarkable. Mm. My grandfather jumped ship as well. Oh, really? That yeah. must have been a yeah. Well, I, he came I'm from uh, he, he he was a merchant seaman from Germany. Well, so was mine. And. Uh, so was mine. And he jumped ship in Melbourne. Well, I'm I'm not sure whether it was Adelaide or Melbourne, but it was one or the other. Um, that's bizarre, isn't it? What year was, what your what year did your grandfather oh, do that? I'd have to check. Um, no, I'd have to check. It was mine was, 19, uh, mine yeah, was only twenty five. Yeah, I think mine was a little earlier than that, but. Uh, uh, I, I'm actually my my former brother-in-law has been doing a bit of a family tree, and I was just reading something recently on it, and, and that was actually the first time I'd, I'd realised that that's how he, he he came to be here, um, because we didn't we didn't have much contact with my my father's uh, my father, or, or my, certainly my father, and and limited contact with um, uh, his family, although two of his sisters are, are still alive and they're well into their nineties, but. Uh, uh, a lot of children were kept in the dark about, uh, you know, the goings on of their parents back in those days. Or <laughs> seems to be the case with my family. Do you know where? Do you know um, whereabouts in Germany your um, grandfather Adam Ludwig ca- came from? No, I don't. No, no. It's a it's a dark and mysterious past. It's uh, no. I'll I'll be seeing my my ninety uh, ninety eight year old aunt soon. I'll see if she can if she can throw any more light on it, but. Uh, uh, no, not that's not something that's been uh, talked about. No. Oh well, my, my for, for what it's worth, my grandfather came from Wiesbaden, so um, uh, okay, that might be uh, something you can ask your aunt whether whether your your yeah. man came from there. Well, you've given me good reason to, to do a bit more research. Yeah. Tell yeah, us about good. yourself, uh, Alan. What uh, what did you? I know you're retired now, but what uh, what was your job? I was a uh, a property valuer. I uh, I which I started at. Uh, pretty much before I left school, oddly enough, I um I I wasn't the most uh, dedicated student. I bombed out pretty poorly in my first attempt at uh, high school certificate because I, I thoroughly enjoyed school except for the schoolwork. And uh, my sister uh, convinced me that I should uh, uh, repeat Year Twelve, as they call it, or high school certificate, and uh, which I did. But she also suggested that you know to get a bit more focus, why don't you try and decide what you want to do when you leave school? So yeah. I always started a newspaper at the back page because that's where the sports section was. And uh, with the vocational guidance book, uh, I started at the back page and I stumbled across wool classer and then valuer uh, because they're in alphabetical listing. So wool classing was 
pondered upon for a while, but uh, I ended up uh, going with property valuation. So I started the, the course the, through uh, Granville Technical College in Sydney um, uh, at the same time as repeating year 12. So I, 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 I did well in the you know, second time round and uh, did particularly well in the valuation studies and ended up, um, it was funny, I, 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 went, I went for a job with a, an international company um, in the in the 1970s, early 1970s, the property market was contracting and, and most companies were sacking value as not hiring trainees. So, uh, but I was uh, fortunate enough to get down to the final two in uh, with a, a, an international company, but they uh, they opted for the other chap. But ironically, um, uh, the company I started in 1990, which was only a small company, um, was bought out by a larger national company, which in turn was bought out by that very same company that wouldn't hire me back in 1974. <laughs> so they, end, they ended up with me after all, but in a, a, very, a very roundabout way, yeah. What do you have to learn to be a property valuer? Well, the first year of the course, you, you do, well, the, the essence of it is, 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 is how to assess the fair market value of property. Um, it, yeah, but how do you do that? Research, market comparisons, um, analysis of sales, whether it be a shopping, you know, if it's a shopping centre you, uh, that you're comparing, you're trying to compare like with like, but, but you're looking for common denominators. And uh, the common denominator with a lot of, uh, a lot of commercial property is, is, is your capitalisation rate, the, the, the rate of return that the property has been purchased for. Um, with with uh, residential property, which which I tended to specialise in, uh, particularly later in uh, in my career, um, it's it's comparing apples with apples and oranges with oranges, and and you're looking at the sale prices, analyse the sale price, and make make adjustments for whatever you need to make adjustments for, whether it be the aspect, the size, the you know the the, the quality of the location, um, uh, pretty much. And do you and do you then and do you then minus ten percent to protect your backside? <laughs> well, you would hope not. You would hope not. But let me tell you, there's there's a lot of valuers that have suffered very sore backsides, um, uh, both through litigation or through um, increased uh, professional negligence insurance, particularly after the GFC, uh, because the, the the you know the cost of insurance went 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 up quite a bit. So um, yeah, that was uh, a big factor in our in our industry. But touch wood, I I didn't suffer any of those. Um, those pains. But, what, do you, uh, yeah. what do you make of the uh, the boom in property values in Sydney over the past few years? Well, for a long time there, um, they were, you know, back in the, look, I, I remember I, I, the first property I, my wife and I ever bought was a vacant block of land in, in Pennant Hills in Sydney. And uh, um, back then, uh, the property values were doubling pretty, pretty much every every ten years, and that's that's now been the case probably in the last ten years. Uh, look, it's it's driven by an, a lot of factors and 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 uh, uh, a lot of Chinese in investment. Um, you know, you only have to go to to auctions in Sydney or uh, look at auctions on television. Um, there's been a lot of overseas investment that has driven the market. Um, there, uh, I look. It looks like it's come to an end, um, and 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 hopefully it won't contract. But I mean, you, property is a finite resource, and uh, it's directly linked to transport and convenience and uh, and jobs. I mean, people need need to be in capital cities in this country, unfortunately, to uh, to secure good income paying jobs. So you, you've, had a, you've had a fairly long career and you've seen a lot of ups and downs. How does this mm. this recent cycle compare with previous cycles? 
Well, uh, it's 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 a Sydney and Melbourne cycle, really, isn't it? It's it's it. Brisbane Brisbane market's gone up a, a bit, but nowhere near the um and, and the Gold Coast market uh, also where, where I live. But it's it's been substantially ignored uh, by comparison to to Sydney and Melbourne. So. How do you compare it? I think I think it's been less speculative. I think in previous years it's probably been a bit more speculative. Uh, the market now is, I think it's 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 pretty well informed. I think the average the average buyer has so much more access to to data to to um, obviously to finance. I mean the the, the banks uh, and interest rates uh, or the attitude of the banks in lending and and interest rates have made it extremely attractive to get into real estate. So. Um, I guess I guess we're poised if 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 there was a any, any upward movement in interest rates above you know one or two percent would have a, a, a massive a massive impact on uh, property values I think in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen. But where uh, where uh, where we live in South East Queensland, it's uh, I think I think there's certainly room for more growth. It's uh, it's been somewhat ignored. A lot, of people are worried, a lot of people are worried about this, the Brisbane apartment market. Do you share that concern? Oh, yes, I think it's, it, but that's 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 happened in the past and will happen in the future. Um, it's it's it's, I think it's because of the pipeline. You know, it, it's so difficult and it's such a process to, to get something uh, to acquire a site to get the approvals in place and get it built. Quite often, by the time the paint's dry, you know the the, the, the what was perceived as a boom or a, a rising market has been and gone. So that's um, yeah, that's that's part of the problem with the apartment market. When you talk about more speculative booms in the past, I presume you mean the nineteen eighties. Yes. Well, and, and what right. what was different then about from from what we're seeing now? Uh, I think. Probably greed uh, rather than um, uh, mature investment. Um, I, I think there was a, a it was a bit of a gold rush mentality back in the boom that was between seventy nine and eighty one was huge, and, and then again in uh, 88, 87, 88, um, Same thing. People were buying property. My experience, anyway, they seem to be buying property with the view that look, I'll, I'll double my money in a few years and and, and, and sell and then do it again. Well. Was I think a lot of buyers nowadays are much thinking much long, longer term. I don't think there's as much short term speculation as there was back then. My my, my recollection of the uh, the late eighties property boom was that a lot of money uh, rushed out of the share market after the nineteen eighty seven crash mm, on the yeah, share market. October eighty seven. Yeah. And I wonder whether yeah. and it seems to me a lot of that has happened this time around too. That a lot of money rushed out of the share market after the GFC and the crash mm. in two thousand and eight into into property. Do you think that's right? Well. I- Yes, yes, uh, I, I couldn't disagree with that at all. I mean, the October '87 crash was uh, <laughs> spectacular, to say the least. I'd like to, I'd like to think that uh, at least some of the money that's been made out of property can start funneling back into the share market because our share market's, uh, you know, been underperforming uh, by international standards, and and uh, it makes no sense other than the fact that we've got Canberra seems to be in gridlock for the last ten or fifteen years. So tell us about your investing. You've you've obviously since you've subscribed to the Constant Investor, you must be an investor. What sort of investor are you? Um, originally, um, property. I, 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 it was there was a big advantage moving from um, from um, Sydney to uh, to Queensland in in uh, the mid nineteen eighties because um, 
I'll give you an example. The, the, the house that you were buying in Paddington in Sydney for $150,000, you were buying pretty much the equivalent for $50,000 in Brisbane in the same same time period. Now, that, that seems absurd, but, but it, that's, that's a fact. Um, so, yeah, I, I took, the advent, took advantage of, of, of what I thought were, were undervalued properties, um, which I've, I've, I've bought and sold and mostly sold now. I've, I've got a small, prop, very small property portfolio, but my accountant uh, advised me in, in the early 1990s to um, uh, to start a self-managed super fund, which um, uh, I've just found that shares are obviously uh, more liquid and uh, uh, less uh, management intensive than property. So I've, I've sort of, uh, I'd say probably 70 to 80% of our um, our investment portfolio is, is shares now uh, as opposed to property, and I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um, what sort of shares mm. do you? What shares sort of shares do you own? Oh, I've been pretty conservative. I'm, look, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably representative of a lot of self-funded retirees that you know that that, that don't don't know a whole lot about um, individual companies. I'll, I'll, I'll do a bit of research, um, but I must say it, it, it's very easy to get um, bogged down in the labyrinth of, of, of what companies do and, and don't do and what they're supposed to be doing and with, and, and I often wonder how much uh, is truth rather than uh, fiction with what you read but so I've, I've looked the, the, the pillars have been um, uh, the four banks um, Telstra although I've just divested myself of Telstra in recent months um, uh, BHP was an early an early buy um, uh, those sort of things um, the ASX um uh, West Farmers fairly recently. I've been looking. Look, my 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 mission, I guess, is is I'm I'm a dividend seeker. I'm trying to trying to uh, provide a reasonable income that will support my wife and myself, um, so that we can live comfortably, travel, and 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 do a bit of reinvesting. So you know, we're we're, we're primarily looking at dividends. I I must say, I've since reading uh, or starting to, to read a bit more of late. Uh, my reinvesting will probably be a, a, a bit more adventurous um, because I think the the base that I've got now is sufficient to support us comfortably. So yeah, I, I might I might take it a, a bit more uh, a bit more risk in my in my reinvesting. In, but it probably will be through shares, not property. I'm not I'm not particularly interested in investing in property again. Uh, what have you been reading? Oh, constant investor, of course. Ah, um, of course, yes. <laughs> And, and and some of your previous publications, but oh look, I, I I like reading Fin Review when 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 I've got the time and and the Australian newspaper. Um, uh, yeah, there I've I've read a few books over the years. Um, some I, I like reading um, uh, some of Noel Whitaker's stuff occasionally. Um, I think uh, you know I think people like him provide excellent you know advice for for young um, you know. People just about to to get into the market or, or thinking about how they can create wealth. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, that, those sort of things. It's, uh, he's, he's one of a book I bought for my children was his first book, um, Making Money Made Simple. I think it was called from memory, which he would have sold many many copies of over the years. Um, how many kids yeah. have you got? Two two uh, two children, two boys, both both uh, grown up and working. Um, uh, both with one child each, another one, the eldest one with the second one on the way. Uh, and ironically, uh, <laughs> although showing no interest whatsoever in my profession, um, ended up 
is a, a property value itself and is a, a director and shareholder of a, a company <laughs> where he works. So that was very amusing to me uh, because he had the, not the slightest interest in the, in in any in, in the profession. But what how I tempted him. Uh, he, he, when he finished school, he did quite well at school, but he, he'd had no interest or no desire to go to university. But the, the first year of the, the valuation course offers a really broad range of subjects like accounting, surveying, building construction, uh, of course, valuation. Um, and I said, look, why don't you just give it a crack for one year? You won't like it. I know you won't like it, but you'll, you'll stumble across something that you probably do like. Well, I can tell you now, he was like a duck to water. It was ridiculous. He uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and um, did extremely well. Yeah. well. You probably heard about it on the uh, around the kitchen table at night. Well, he used to occasionally work for us on a part-time basis after school, but my wife insists that he spent more time on toilet breaks than he ever did filing records or recording whatever he was supposed to be doing. But anyway, I probably shouldn't be telling those tales out of school. But <laughs> <laughs> when you say you're becoming more of an adventurous. Uh, investor, do you want to tell us, share with us some of the um, wins and mistakes you've made? Oh, uh, look, <laughs> I, well, probably the biggest mistake I think is, is was when I was using a broker or a couple of brokers. I, I, I never seemed to get good advice. Although I must admit, I did buy Optus at a good price and, and sold them at a good price, and I, and 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 my original broker. Uh, Got me a, a slice of Telstra, which I was in, in hindsight was a very small slice. But I, at one stage, Telstra was my, my biggest holding. But uh, as, a, as I mentioned, I've divested myself for fairly obvious reasons in the last few months. So, um, but yeah, look, Telstra was Telstra was was good, very very good. I mean, I, was, I bought Telstra for under mostly for under three dollars, um, and the dividends have been wonderful. Uh, obviously not sustainable as it turns out. Um, Commonwealth Bank have been very nice to me. Um, um, some of the losses uh, <laughs> uh, on broker recommendation, Channel 10, which I I leave in my portfolio just as a reminder uh, that perhaps I shouldn't take the advice of certain brokers. But um, yeah, they, they were, they've probably been among the, the more successful ones. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, not not too look not, not too many not too many losses. Um, I've been as I said I've I've been taking a fairly conservative route, where mostly blue chip and um, um, yeah. So so no 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 heavy losses. But if I, to be more to be I think when I say I'll be a bit more adventurous, I, I'm probably I'll probably head towards small caps, which I've I've, I've steered away from in the main. Um, I lost a little bit on uh, Amico Holdings, which I think was. Uh, uh, one uh, advice from my readings from um, the past. I won't mention any names. <laughs> um, <laughs> just finally, uh, what, how are you finding the constant investor? Uh, very comprehensive. Um, I'm still sort of uh, finding my feet with it. What, which, which bits I, 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 I'm going to favour and which I won't favour. I like the idea of the audio uh, interviews um, because you can sort of. Uh, do other things while you're listening, um, but it's always look. I I guess one of the things I, I've 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 always um, used as a, a basic tool of investment is if if I can if I can meet a bloke who's working as a forklift driver for Brambles or a foreman, I'll, 
I'm going to pay as much attention to what he tells me about that company as I will about what the CEO says in an interview. And it's worked pretty well for me. Um, on, on, on the occasions where I've, I've used that advice, um, I remember I, uh, bumping into a into a, a lady once and this before I bought my first BHP shares. And I said, oh, I'm thinking about investing. What, what, what do you reckon about BHP? She said, oh, fantastic investment. Well, I think at the time they were $10. They, they went to about 20 then did a share split. So, and then, you know, went on and on. Of course, uh, got knocked around by the, the GFC. But, um, I mean, they're, they're probably the lowest uh, yielding uh, dividend uh, performer for me, but I, I still have a lot of faith in them. And, and, of course, it's wonderful. I think they're headed up by a Scotsman. Well, I, I'm yet to meet a Scotsman that doesn't know how to manage money. Uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah. No, that's good. Um, that's good. Well, I hope you're with us for a long time, Alan, and it's uh, been fantastic talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Thank you.